All right, welcome back to the weekly walk and talk. Fancy us swimming that behind me? I think I'll, uh, I'll pass today. I went in last week and it was absolutely freezing, but we've got a lot to cover today. So let's get right into it. Let's get started with London's Heathrow Airport. Whoa, the wind is raging behind me. Actually, it was really lovely weather earlier and now uh, all of a sudden the sun's gone in. There's a few clouds. All right, first story then. London's Heathrow Airport caps passengers at 100,000. Wow, what a surprise. Of course we're surprised they are now capping the uh, passenger numbers. What else have they been doing? Oh, by the way, Emirates out of the UAE based in Dubai said, no, <laughs> we're not going to be doing that. We're not capping our passenger numbers. I don't know if you've seen the pictures actually of all the the uh, baggage stuff, the baggage claims, but uh, there's just bags everywhere. So much lost luggage. Uh, it's ridiculous. And remember last week I said uh, British Airwaves have slashed 10,000 flights. So this takes the number of cancelled flights to over 100,000 now. Well, now they've just increased it to 28,000 flights. 28,000 flights cancelled. Can you believe that? Now, the other thing that came out, um, if you remember last week, I said it's crazy how much um, news has actually happened just in the last week. I mean, we've had decades of news just in the last week. Well, now we've had two more prime ministers resign. So one is Mario Draghi, who coincidentally was the former ECB president. So why is this relevant? I think a lot of people have missed this. Well, the ECB has just raised interest rates by 1%. Now, why is that crucial? Why is that so key that they've done that? Well, he was the former president. So do you think he knows a thing or two about the economy? So why is he resigning now as the prime minister of Italy? Because he knows, he knows what's about to happen to the economy over in Italy, because this is what they always do. They try and get out before the collapse actually happens. Now, talking of uh, collapsing economies, US CPI numbers, wow. I mean, this is going high. Remember when we were told it would never get above 6% and look at it now, it's above 9%. And I do think, I know again, I'm being contrarian every week with this, but I still do think we've got more inflation yet to come and possibly deflation in some aspects, you'll have to have some deflation because of consumers' uh, cuts to spending, um, less affordability, uh, cost of living crisis, etc. But I still think we've got more inflation coming through because of the breakdown in globalization, breakdown in the, the you know, employment pool of um, developing nations, the um, energy costs, which are still high. So yeah, we're gonna have some inflation. I think it's still gonna persist for a little longer. In fact, in the UK now, the forecast is around 11% inflation by the end of the year, which means in reality, it's more like 20% or more in the UK. President Biden over in the US, he claims, <laughs> some of the things he claims are pretty outrageous. I just saw a video where he claims that he has a 92% approval rating among Democrats. Uh, I don't really understand that at all, even CNN which is supposed to be on his side, is reporting something like a 50, is it 57%? Last time I checked, approval rating. And we know that's not true. Hey, look at that lone boat out there, a little sailboat. That'd be nice right now. 
The other thing Biden said this week, again, all this stuff he keeps coming out with is so bizarre. He said, the USA is the world's fastest growing economy. Economies in the world, we're the fastest growing. We in the United States already the fastest growing. What? Bro, what are you talking about, man? Where did he even get that from? I think the world's fastest growing economy is India at the moment, but it's definitely not the USA, that is for sure. So I don't know, I don't know where all this stuff keeps coming from. Now remember the other week, well it was a few weeks ago now, I told you that um, the USA, or if you wanna say Biden, up to you, was sending all the oil reserves, like I think it was five million barrels of oil, over to China and some other countries. Now let me show you this here. Two tankers, the Falcon Nostos and the Energy Centaur are carrying more than 700,000 barrels of diesel from New York to Europe. Why, if the USA is having these major shortages of diesel, would they be sending 700,000 barrels to Europe? Does that make any sense at all? And I got absolutely destroyed for that in the comments. People were really upset. They said, absolutely no way. There's no way that's happening. You're making it up. And you know, all these other comments that I got. Well, now it's all over the mainstream news that actually that did happen while you're paying these really high prices at the pump, your government was actually exporting your oil to other countries. And yet what's gonna happen about that? Probably not a lot. I mean, this is how strange the world is right now. Everything's just backwards. I hope you can't hear all this wind, by the way, on the video because the wind is just screaming in my uh, face right now. Over to India then, we have some bad news in terms of their harvest. Monsoon sown rice area dropped 17.4% in India, the farm ministry says. Farmers in India, the world's second biggest rice grower, have planted the crop on 12.85 million hectares of uh, land as of July 15th, so that's 31.8 million acres a decline from 15.5 million a year earlier, according to the farm ministry. So again, we've got more bad news um, with the uh, food situation. And never forget that back in 2018, 19, before all of this started, before the great <coughs> started in 2020, we already had famine in different countries. Now, what economists say is that there just isn't enough food for everyone on the world. I disagree. I think there is enough food, it's just not equally distributed. If it was equally distributed, then there would be enough food for the world. But as we know, some Western countries eat too much, while um, you have other countries that just don't have um, food, basically, or they can't afford food. And actually, we might have a few issues coming up, because you remember on a previous video, I mentioned that debt is actually climbing in the West and savings are declining. Well, now we just had a report out by the boss of Lloyds Bank in the UK saying that people in the UK have less than 500 pounds worth of savings in their bank account on average. So how people are gonna weather this storm coming, the cost of living crisis, I'm really not sure. It's not gonna be good. And um, then in the USA, we had a similar report saying the average person or family actually, this one said, the average family has less than $1,000 of savings in their bank account. So again, how, I really don't know how people in the USA are gonna weather this. This is, this is gonna be very, very difficult. So today we are 
For those of you who have probably already guessed, we're on the Isle of Man, as usual, but this is Douglas Head. We're above Douglas Head, just walking the coastal road here, which is really beautiful. I'm surprised a lot of cars don't um, drive this road, actually. A lot are parked here and just relaxing. I might have to do that one day. But uh, yeah, it's beautiful, really nice. I just bumped into a subscriber there, that was interesting. All right, next thing then. Now we're gonna get onto the more controversial stuff. So we have Ben Wallace out of the leadership race for prime minister. That was a surprise to me, I gotta be honest. I thought he would probably become the next prime minister. I did. Who else did I say last week? I said to him, Rishi Sunak and Penny. Now, a lot of stuff has started coming out about uh, Penny as well, which I was surprised. I didn't know. I didn't know any of this stuff. But um, all the stuff about Rishi, I mean, this is pretty obvious. I talked about this stuff a while ago. Now, what's really, really got me is that if you remember, I said there's a lot of stuff going on about Rishi Sunak. A um, lot of very strange things. Not, not just, I mean, we already talked and covered all the stuff about his wife and um, not paying UK taxes, getting away with a lot of stuff, uh, billionaire family. Now, the other thing is I mentioned again, but let me recap. Uh, Rishi was actually on the WEF Young Leadership Program. He actually received a scholarship from them. And then he was put into different positions of power, like uh, banks. So, um, you know, worked for the big banks. Him and Sajid, uh, it was Goldman Sachs and JP Morgan. Now, you look at a lot of things that are happening right now, and it's obvious that they're trying to push him into place. If not him, then, it, then they want Liz Truss or they want Penny. Now, whichever way you look at it, you're going to end up again with a WEF young leader out of these three. Remember as well, I said it was a bit suspicious that all of a sudden Rishi resigns and he says, oh yeah, you know, there's no integrity or whatever even though he was at the exact same party. Yeah, there's no integrity. Um, yeah, I know I was at that party, but um, let's just pretend I wasn't. And if you, and there's a lot of stuff emerging as well. So remember him and some of the others, all within 10 minutes of each other resigned. Obviously that was calculated. And you know, I'll take my hat off to him. He's obviously very, very strategic. He knows exactly what he's doing to get himself to be the next PM. Now, does it make any difference? The answer's no, it's just revolving doors. Whether you have Boris, you have Truss, you have you know, Penny, you have Rishi, it's all still the same people, just with a different face. And I think this was proven as well this week when Rishi was getting some tough questions from a reporter. So what did they do? They turned her microphone off. Uh, that the party's just ousted him on the basis of conduct, probity, and causing division and I have to put it to you that you have a police fine over Partygate and there have been questions too over your very wealthy family avoiding paying millions of pounds in tax due. Put it to you that you're not a clean... <laughs> there, look, that... Now, this is the sort of thing I saw in the USA. I've never seen that sort of thing on that scale, shall we say, happen in the UK, where it's supposed to be fair and open. And if there are some scandals, they're supposed to be able to talk about it. But again, we're seeing this sort of censorship now becoming widespread now. Also, let's move on to another topic, and that is what happened in Canada last week. Hasn't anyone started connecting these dots yet? Uh, it was nationwide outage of all the banks and bank cards and things like that. Well, think about this. 
why do you think there was a nationwide outage? When is there usually a nationwide outage? It's when they're running a system test. So whenever they're doing system tests, you always see these outages, don't you? Where they're doing, you know, you've seen it. Maybe you've got a notification one day from your bank or, or something like that, where they say, oh, we haven't got any facilities between this time and that time. Usually it's overnight. But also, you've got to look at things like Cyber Polygon and all this other stuff, which is again under the WUEF. Why are all of these things happening at this sort of time? And why are they now talking about the CBDC a lot more? It's because the plan in terms of all the breakdown of um, not, not specifically globalization, but the financial industry is really moving forward at a rapid, rapid pace now. So I think they're testing the CBDCs. I think that's probably what happened in Canada because there were a lot of US banks as well who it's, they're not down, but they're doing outages. So it says system maintenance this week. Also some UK banks, system maintenance this week. Also Australia, also New Zealand. Uh, there's a lot of, I haven't looked into some of the European uh, countries and their banks, but it just seems too much of a coincidence. And you know what I, always, what I always say, when it seems too much of a coincidence, it probably isn't a coincidence. It's probably um, deliberate and they're just trying to hide it. Now also over in the US, there are a lot of banks, especially the big banks, JP Morgan Chase, Wells Fargo, they are cutting huge, huge numbers of staff at the moment. Why would they be doing that? if the banking sector was so strong. It's because it's not. And actually, I have managed to go through a couple of those reports I mentioned last week, and um, it's not good, it's not good news. The global outlook is very, very negative, actually. And this is why we're, and the other problem is, and I said this a year ago, they, they made a mistake with this. They reduced, especially in the USA, what, again, how can I explain this without getting too complex and macro? Basically, banks have to hold reserves and then you have something called the Fed account. So with the Federal Reserve, there'll be a commercial bank, you'll have a Fed account. So they're supposed to hold a certain amount of money or fiat currency in these accounts, basically. And that's just in case you get runs on banks and, you know, all this other stuff. So they're supposed to hold these reserves. Well, they reduce the reserve ratio right down to zero percent. And now that's caused a lot of issues. Now there's still enough liquidity. I'm not saying there's a liquidity crisis or anything like that. There's still enough liquidity, but it's, um, it's definitely not as good as it was. And if we start seeing major asset prices crashing, especially housing, which where are we on interest rates? Probably a 1% rise coming up on the base rate. You're, you're basically gonna tip the housing market and the housing market is a huge amount of GDP. So that means a huge amount of spending and employment and everything else. So it's not looking good at all. So this is why I think they're cutting so much staff right now. Now, as always, I'm saving the most controversial news until last. I've figured out the algorithm a little better now. You gotta save this stuff till right at the end of the video. So what have we been hearing? Breaking news, <laughs> it's crazy. It's funny when I see it. Breaking news, breaking news with a banner across the bottom of my screen all the time. So I'm following all the different news networks, as you know. I keep getting all this breaking news every day. What is this breaking news? Ninja, the COVID ninja variant. Oh, co cases are up. There's millions of cases now. They keep talking about more lockdowns. Now, I, I don't know. I really hope there won't be any more 
lockdowns. That is a random thing to be uh, on the wall there. But yeah, I hope there aren't any more lockdowns. I really do, because I just think that would be the last straw. I don't think a lot of people would actually comply if there were loads more lockdowns going on. Now, here's what I think could be going on. Do you know what was number one trending on Twitter for a couple of days this week? It was hashtag stop the shots. Now, you've also had all of these groups that have been going around to the V centers over the last week. And, um, you know, the governments are not happy about these groups. So that's that hashtag stop the shots. Now, the other one is WEF. That was the last two days. Number one ranking was WEF. So I think a lot of the general public are starting to find out about a lot of these things that they weren't aware of. OK, last two controversial points then. What is going on with the Church of England? I don't know if you've seen this, but they've said there's no definition of a woman, that they don't have a definition. I mean, what, what are they even talking about? Why are they getting involved in this? What, I, I, that makes no sense whatsoever. All they need to do is get out their Bible and read, read that, and it might help them to understand what a woman is. Okay, last one. We've saved the most controversial till last. Okay, are we ready for this? So this is in the media. There's now numerous warnings almost daily of the different things that are causing heart attacks and strokes right now. So here's a list that I've made just from the news over the last two weeks. Number one, gardening. Something to do with the soil, apparently. Number two, climate change. No explanation, just says climate change. Uh, number three, hypertension. I guess that's similar to stress. Uh, number four, vaping. <laughs> vaping apparently number five racism um, then it goes on to stress this is a weird one gender-based inequality apparently causing heart attacks and strokes increased co2 emissions in major cities uh, cold weather hot weather too much exposure to the sun eating too much meat and too much driving so apparently people are driving too much at the moment. Now, if you think about a couple of those, especially exposure to eating too much uh, meat there, well, that's one of the things they want to get rid of. So obviously they're going to put that in. And then what's the other one? It's driving too much. Well, what's another thing they want to stop? They don't want people driving as much, do they? I think that's pretty obvious with the fuel prices right now. Uh, hey, what a world we live in, friends, hey? Crazy. All right, well, it's good to speak with you as always. I hope you enjoyed this little Friday walkabout as I walked around this beautiful area. We have to do this, don't we? We have to walk around a nice, beautiful area. Otherwise, this sort of news would just be too stressful. That is it for today. Take care, God bless. I will see you next week now. Have a lovely weekend. Enjoy.